Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Get out your feelings. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Get out your feelings. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And I finally, finally get to sit down with the one and only Dr. Sherry Riley, who literally has functioned in so many different fields of entertainment, sports, life coaching. She's, you're an author. You've been everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And so I was trying to find a term for you for the last few days. It's almost like you're the success whisperer. Oh, wow. Like you have this (laughs) ability to not only draw success in for yourself, but for other people. But it's like people know who you are and insiders know, but you're still kind of under the radar a little bit. But anybody that gets in your vicinity is going to win. So I'm calling you the success whisperer. That is actually pretty dope. Because <laughs> you know what's so interesting about that and why that's so dope is a few years ago, before I actually transitioned to coaching, mm-hmm. um, I realized that about myself. Like, I realized anything I touched or anyone I worked with, they went on to a higher level of success. Hmm. And um, it was very humbling. It was very, very humbling. But it was also a little scary. Hmm. And the scary part was, um, what does that look like for me? Right. What does that look like? So the scary part was, okay, Sherry, how are you limiting that for yourself? Because you see how it exponentially helps others. Right. Um, and so it was an aha. So it's, I, I love that you uh, I'm just, got that. That's, I'm just trying to come up yeah, with fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and okay, we'll, and when I use it, I'm going to give you all the credit the first fine. two times. And then after that, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. you, know, I, you, don't have to, you don't have to say it anymore. Because then I'll go around saying, Dr. Sherry Riley said that I said that that's what she was. I gave her that name. I gave her that name. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's so fun, too, because you have a basketball background, which, oh. This is why you're my sister. Yes. Um, for you, how have you been able to integrate, mm-hmm. you know, that athletic side of you? You mm-hmm. still you still work out. Yeah. I saw you down to the cruise a few about a month or so ago. You're still playing on the court. Yeah. I still on got the, cru- the rotation. On the cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you integrate, you know, your sports background into this this beautiful rubric of exponential living and success? Yeah. Um, I believe every female should play sports. Mm. I absolutely do. Because there is such a level of teamwork. There's such a level of winning and losing. There's such a level of what practice does for you. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things that we get in sports, I incorporate into everything I do. But I will say the most powerful way I incorporate it into what I do is I hate small talk. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> I, I was just complaining about it to oh, my friend yesterday. I, I, I can't stand it. Small talk. And so sports gives me that small talk, especially mm. because I work in sports. I work with a lot of corporate executives. And um, sports is a universal conversation. Yeah. So it is really my go-to. 
Plus, I love it. Let me tell you, when my husband and I first started dating, he came to my house to pick me up. And I had SportsCenter on, yeah. you know, at that time, that was the signature show on ESPN. And uh, so it was on, I was getting dressed and about maybe a month into us dating, he was like, oh my God, like you really do watch SportsCenter all day. <laughs> You're not He's a like, fraud. You're right. not a cap because you with me. Yeah. He was like, this. I thought you had that on for me. He was like, but you really yeah. watch. I still, to this day, my TV is always on SportsCenter, always on ESPN to this day. Yes. Now you take that. But then you take it into the actual industry, which is a totally different beast. Yes. So how did you feel equipped to even enter? And we'll get into the entertainment industry in a moment. But how did you feel equipped to enter into the sports industry? And then what are some um, what are some some keys mm -hmm. to your success in that space? And if you want to name drop, you sure can. Because <laughs> you, you can't really see them all that well. But there's a ton of plaques. We are in we are in Dr. Sherry Riley's um, woman slash man cave. Yeah, it's beautifully renovated, and there's plaques everywhere. Sports, entertainment, all that good thing, good stuff. So if you want to name drop, feel free. I, okay. Because people okay. people always need credibility. They need uh, receipts. Yeah. So if you want to present your receipts today, feel free. Feel free. Um, so how, why I felt confident and comfortable in the sports space is one. My dad told me. Find what you love to do, baby, and you'll never have to work. Hmm. And I love entertainment, I love sports, and I love business. Yes. And so my entire career has been the trifecta of those three things. And because I love sports, it's true to me. Like, yeah. when I'm talking, well, let me back up. My mother, who you just met, yes. my mother can tell you almost every professional athlete, college athlete, their stats, where they played. What? Who they, oh, my mother is an encyclopedia. Did your mom play sports? Or Google, I should say. Google now, right? Did she play sports? She did not play. But when I tell you, my mother, my mother right now, this afternoon at lunch, was telling me about the EKU, which is the college in our hometown. Their basketball team did a community engagement. She then went on and told me, Damian Harris, who plays for the I think Damien's with the Patriots now. He's from my hometown. His whole stats. She, I mean, my mother knows everything. She sends articles to athletes that she knows of. The mama upstairs, I just. My mother upstairs. So you know what I'm going to yeah. do? I'm, I'm going back up there after oh, this is over with. And yeah. And her are going to have a conversation. When I tell you, it will blow your mind. So I grew up in that. I grew up yeah. in that environment. And so between my dad telling me find what you love to do and my mother's love of sports mm -hmm. and my dad's like taking me to baseball games and basketball games it's like it was just there yeah. and then you add that to just my background in, in business because the unique thread with all of those three things is at the end of the day they're all businesses yeah and when you one of the traps people get with sports and entertainment is they forget it's a business mm. <laughs> they want to mm. show up on the red carpet but they don't want to do the 90 percent of the work that uh -oh. that 10 percent uh -oh. lets you do uh -oh. yeah <laughs> uh -oh. yeah that part um and so i was always honestly more intentional about the 90 percent Okay. that the 10% was just the, the, the icing on the cake at the mm -hmm. end. How do you tap into the psyche of an athlete to ultimately pivot them or transition them into success? Or if they're already successful, into an exponential level of success? Yeah, it's um, usually it is really identifying the barriers mm -hmm. that allow them to dominate professionally but not grow personally. Mm. Right? 
And so they have learned, like whether it's from Pee Wee um, football to AAU uh, to T-ball, you learn these skills and these realities around sports, but you don't focus that much energy on who you are outside of the game. Yeah. And so what happens is you're on this fast track, especially in sports, that you're, everyone's making decisions for you. You're learning how to speak to the camera, but are you really learning about the conversation in your own head, mm, right? Yeah. And so by the time, whether you're in college or whether you get to that, you know, that pro level, you've literally learned how to dominate in your profession. But what I always say is your skill and talent will take you to levels of success your character can't sustain. Mm. And so what we focus on is how do we make sure we identify the greatness that you've already um, shown in this one area of your life, yeah. how do we use those same mindsets and skill sets outside of the game? And a lot of times it's unlocking the barriers, whether it's relationship barriers, challenges with family members, whether it's confidence barriers. I know I'm great at this, yeah. but I don't have anything else that I believe I'm great in. Um, or whether it's a value thing. I'm only great at this. And so I don't even know how to value myself beyond this game. Mm -hmm. And so we really tap into what are those barriers first. How do you define an excuse? <laughs> and then how do you move Excuses are tools of <laughs> You know I was going there, right? <laughs> okay, Delta Sigma Theta, okay. Say the five, maybe get it, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you define an excuse? Your definition, of, and, yeah. and mind you, I ask you this because I'm sure you've received them. Mm-hmm. From celebrity folk, yes, regular folk, yes. business folk, all different areas. And then you throw the ego in there and it might yes. get a little bit challenging. So for you, when you're communicating through these things with your clients in particular, what says stink excuse? And then what says, okay, here's the here's how we can pivot or transition yeah. out of that. Uh, the first way I identify excuses is when they say I don't know. <laughs> we start there. Well, people don't stuff. Mm -mm. I never let clients say I don't know because we always know. Now, we may not know everything. But what if we know we don't know? That don't count? That does not count <laughs> because all I want you to do is focus on what you do know. Okay. Right? So the first excuse is when we say I don't know because 99.9% .9 of the time when I say you can't say I don't know, just tell me what you do know, they do say something. So that's mm. the first excuse, right? Okay. And so navigating around, let's focus on what you do know. Then there's the excuse of how do I put this gingerly? Um, <laughs> you could just say I, it straight away. Yeah. It's, it's just a thought, it, Dr. Sherry. Ego, Tell these people. Ego is <laughs> one of the greatest excuses because what happens is our ego will make us pump up something that's not real. Hmm. Right. And the excuse around that is I'm going to always try to deflect to this thing. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. Like, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing. Oh, but I'm great at this. I know that. But I'm talking about this. Mm -hmm. And so I call that an excuse, but it really is wrapped in ego. Uh, but people let us off the hook. That's why we can end up using it as an excuse. Well, I don't have to, you know, treat people a certain way because I'm this. You know, I don't have to do this yeah. because I'm that. Well, no. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. I'm going to tell you, I, Sylvia Roan was like the everything for me mm -hmm. in college. Like I that's why you saw my office. I have the picture of Sylvia yeah. Roan because I saw her in essence. And when I first saw her in essence, um, 
she the article was on who she was and, and her career trajectory. And at that time, um, and to this day, she was the top African-American female in the music industry. Mm -hmm. But she started as a receptionist at Buddha Records. Hmm. And when I read that as a, as a college student, it embedded an eternal fire in me to always respect people. <laughs> because think about all the people who disrespected her as a receptionist. Yeah. Right. And so we can use our status as an excuse to not be humble, to not be respectful, to not honor people at whatever level we meet them. And so that's one of the greatest excuses, because what that does is it allows people to not truly honor who they are because they have to they feel like they got to put other people down. Mm. Yeah. I want to talk about honor when it comes to you, mm -hmm. you know, because, again, you, what you do is a very demanding thing. Yes. And then take away your clients and you're speaking. You, you do a lot of different things. How do you temper or what are your barometers for being, being able to evaluate? Am I honoring myself in this moment because you give so much to so many people? I'm my first and most important client. I'm my first. I'm not integral if I tell you self-care is a priority and I'm not doing it. So right before we started, that call I had to make mm -hmm. uh, was for a cryotherapy facial mm -hmm. and cryotherapy session on Saturday, right? Because I, I love cryotherapy. It's Do you know, Have you done it? it? it it's aggressive, <laughs> but it's necessary. Three minutes. And after I get out, I feel amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, so I am my first and most important client. So whatever I'm making my clients do or yeah. encouraging them to do, I have to do first. Um, I had a very important call today. Um, for those of you who know Michael Hyatt, oh my God. Um, I've followed Michael Hyatt for 11 years. Well, today we had a one-on-one -on -one call. Mm. 10 years in the making for me to have this call. Well, my daughter called me right at the beginning of the call. Excuse me, Michael, I have to take this call. It's my daughter because I honor myself because I honor what's most important. Hmm. And my daughter in that moment was most important, even though that is a 10 year call in the making. Um, and respectfully, he understood. But I wouldn't want to do business with me if I did not take that call with my daughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it really is living like I true people. One of the greatest shocks that people have about me is, oh, my God, you really are what you present to be. Like, mm. I hear that all the time. Isn't that unfortunate, though? It is it's great when it comes to you. Right. But to me, it's unfortunate because it is integrity I've come to find. Yeah. It's very It's almost an anomaly in many respects. And it shouldn't be. It should not be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I'll tell you a funny story. So I sure I've known since he was 15. Um, that's my little brother. You know, what you think about the kilt? I just got to ask. <laughs> did you talk to him about that? What I did thoughts? not. Um, I, if you look at everything he's been wearing during his time in Paris Fashion Week, he's been very open. He's been doing his thing. He's been very open. I think my uh, my daughter's. The kilt was fine. The ladybug red jacket was the one my daughter was like, wear the kilt. Take the ladybug jacket off, right? But um, but I've, you know, known him since he was 15. Mm -hmm. Me, him, and his mother, you know, we were lock steady, launching his career. Mm -hmm. I spent every Thanksgiving um, at his home for probably 10 years. My family, you know, my mom, his mom, we, like, literally, mm. family. Um, 10 years. 10 years, Janetta, who I love, his mother, we laugh about this. She looked at me one day, we was at her house, and she said, you really are who you, you, you really, I said, Janetta, she said, no, for real. 
She said, I've been waiting. I've been. She's been waiting for 10 years. She, been, she's like, because ain't nobody in this industry that. Like, how you. Mm. But you really are truly who you presented yourself to be. Because this was 10 years. So we laugh about that to this day. But the reality is. It is an anomaly and it shouldn't yeah. be. But I'm literally a small town girl from Kentucky who's living her dream. Like I'm genuinely living my dream. Um, I don't know how any other way to be. What what has kept you, you know, anchored in this in this walk that mm-hmm. you're walking? Because that ain't of, easy. Because again, <laughs> it ain't easy. There's so much temptation, not only that, but and it's not just temptation to do something bad, whatever mm-hmm. that means. That's subjective. But temptation to be temperamental, yeah. temptation to be um, angry, mm-hmm. temptation to be impatient or short yep. with yourself or other people. So what is going to kept you like, OK? Yeah, right. it's been, honestly, it's been really hard um, because there's been a lot of times I've had to take a stance that mm-hmm. put me on the outside. Um, there's a lot of opportunity that I had to work a lot harder for because I wouldn't do certain things, go to certain places, um, participate in certain activities. One, just my, my own personal moral compass. I just, I just can't destroy another person's life just because, um, my relationship with Christ, which came much later, Mm. um, when I was working at LaFace Records, that's where my relationship with God really flourished. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that became a North star for me. Um, but at the core, honestly, take God out of it, take integrity out of it. If I really narrowed it down, I want everybody to win. Hmm. I want everybody to win. Like at the end of the day, I want everybody to win. And so if I'm putting my feet on your neck, I go against what I believe in. If I'm not helping you out, I go against what I believe in. If you call me and say, girl, I'm looking to do da, 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 da. I'm going to stop and try to figure it out. Right. Because I want you to win. And so at the core of it is just that value. I believe in abundance mindset. Everybody can Mm -hmm. win. You winning just makes it better for me. It doesn't take anything from me. That's not what most people right. believe. <laughs> and we know that. Now we're back to reality. <laughs> yeah, and so it's hurt me in some instances because mm-hmm. I have lost. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the wins have been so much greater. What what say you to a person who mm-hmm. is is to me, I guess, maybe this is just for my for me, my question. Um, I was having a conversation with my therapist mm-hmm. yesterday. And I was talking to her about things that I feel like are cheating the system or not not true to how I want to move in this industry. And I was specifically talking, and it's no shade to anyone because everybody knows what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I was specifically talking about buying followers. Oh, yeah. And we're in a time now where you can be super talented. Yeah. But if you don't have this many followers, you don't get the opportunities. Oh. That is the reality of where we are. I know. And I was talking to her about this and, and she said, well, what? And it's not that she wasn't in favor of what I was saying. But she said, why do you feel that way? Why mm-hmm. do you feel like this is not something buying followers is something you don't want to do? And I said, because I feel like it's lying. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's deception. Yeah. But then you sit in 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 the middle and toe line between potentially, okay, you buy them and then you got, you get what you've been praying for and asking for and wanting and ready for, or you don't. And you still 
picking at straws and trying to figure things out, but you get to sleep at night and feel like, okay, I'm honest with myself and other people. Yeah. Like, what say you to people who are kind of juggling that, Ooh, who are yeah. trying to, you know, walk that walk because that's what they believe in. Yeah. But they're not necessarily seeing the consequences of abundance on the other side of that right now. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, and, and it's, I'm going to go left to come right. Come on in. Yeah. So, because I've really wrestled with that reality. Um, and I've honestly had business advisors, you know, specific to buying followers and cause I wouldn't do it. Um, and I've had them advise me, you know, it literally Sherry, it's just like a jump start. Like it's not being, you know, you're not losing your integrity. It's like a mm -hmm. jump start. Um, and I've had people advise me like, you know, all you're doing is create, it's just another marketing strategy that's giving you more exposure, all of that. Yeah. And what I finally kind of settled with is there, and it's kind of broader than social media, but mm -hmm. it really does kind of speak yeah, to the yeah, essence yeah. of what you're asking yeah. is there is doing business with snakes and there's doing business with poisonous snakes. Right. So a snake by nature is going to bite you. Right. A snake by nature is going to do what a snake does. But when you do business with a non-poisonous snake, right, that means someone that may do it different than you. But they, there's a core philosophy that you share. Like mm -hmm. they just may do it differently. There may be an environmental difference that they have. There may be a cultural difference that they have. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just different. Well, if they bite, you're not going to die. Okay, let's put mm -hmm. that in perspective. That okay. means they may see things differently and they may be in a meeting. They may throw you under the bus, right? Mm, ain't nothing like a good old throw good under, throw the, under bus. the bus. Because people go but, do it, whether they, you like it or not. And they may throw you under the bus, but you guys walk out with the deal. That's true. Right? That's true. So they bit you, but you didn't die. Mm. Now, a poisonous snake is someone who will lie and cheat, and there's a different level of integrity. Mm -hmm. and that's a, I'm not going to do business with them. And so what I had to learn was, Sherry, it's OK to do business with someone who may just think different than you. But it's not OK to do business with someone who doesn't have the same integrity, mm. who do, at the core, they do things differently. And, and I honestly, when I began to look at it that way, yeah. it allowed me to still have my own barriers. So for me, let's go back to the social media. If a person buys followers mm -hmm. and they have a content, a curriculum that is going to truly help mm -hmm. and it allows them to bring more exposure to that. Okay. There's a, there's a reason for that to be a bridge mm -hmm. where I got issue is you buy followers and you ain't got no substance. <laughs> <laughs> Your page is wet. <laughs> you like, and so now you're elevated with nothing. Right. Right. And the people who then continue to elevate that, and no, there's nothing. So let's say you, you literally buy some followers, get more exposure. You get a talk show. I know you getting ready to help people from my mouth to God's ears, right? Well, you're literally getting in a position that's going to help so many people. Now let's go to the person who buys followers. They ain't saying nothing. They get elevated. And honestly, they're, help, they're hurting everybody except their pocketbook. Mm. Eh, I got challenged with that. I got a challenge with that. So I just think it's when you really look at um, how does it fit in your integral and in, in your yeah. realm of what matters to you. Um, don't always down the sword. 
uh, but be very intentional about not getting killed by the sword either. Come on. <laughs> you, you got proverbs. Like, I wish there was a page in the Bible that, that you could just write your stuff in. Just one little page with your stuff. Oh, my God. It all comes from him. So maybe we could just fit it. I like that. Don't down the sword. Yeah. Ooh. But don't be, get killed by it. Don't get killed by it. Yeah. You ain't got to lay on the sword. Yeah, that's that part. And and it really is a thin line. But but I, I believe, and, and here's kind of the route I've taken. Um, I've had to take a harder path, but cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started my coaching business, uh, everybody and their mama during that season was coaches. When the reality is, was most of them were just out of work. <laughs> right? that's, how, that's how I feel about podcasting. Yeah. Everybody's got one. Yeah. But but I had to really accept, Sherry, half of them are going to be gone tomorrow because they're mm-hmm. not in it for the right reasons mm-hmm. of the long haul. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, just play your game. Like, play your game. Rise to the top off of the impact that you're going to have. And that's what's transpiring is... And and because I've always prided myself on doing it the right way, whatever yeah, that was for yeah, me and yeah. my relationship with God, right? Doing it the right way. Um, when when I get there, my name, my name. I mean, oh yes. my God! What I've always wanted is I've always wanted a name hmm. that stood for something. And so when you hear Sherry Riley or Sherry Hughley, for those who still call me Sherry Hughley, um, there's always, oh, she's, you know, she's good. She's integral. Mm-hmm. There's respect. People may not like me. Right. But there's nothing but good things they say. Yeah. So that's always been most important for me. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I I know that it takes a team. I don't believe that any dream is achieved alone. Okay? But also I understand that you, you have your business. You lead the charge. Yes. How do you gauge... When someone's a good business partner, someone that you can partner with. And it might just be, you know, a a particular deal, a short contract, short run contract, or it might be something that's more extensive. You talked about that 10 year call that you finally got to do. So how do you gauge keeping in mind integrity and things we just talked about? Who's a good person for you to align yourself with professionally? Ah, great question, because, you know, my company, the holding company is Glue, developing partnerships that stick. And the first reiteration of the company uh, was a consulting firm. And we did, um, we had businesses that we partnered with. Our whole company philosophy was companies coming together. So sometimes we were the silent partner with other companies. Sometimes other companies were the silent partner with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that literally was how I built my business for 17 years. And really, some of the ways that I assessed that was their level of ec- commitment to excellence. Like that's priority. Well, integrity first. Right. Um, Integrity, loyalty. um, But then their commitment to excellence. Do they see the outcome or how to get to the outcome the same way I do? Monica Coleman, um, whom is I absolutely love, was worked with me for, I guess, 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, We did so much amazing or seven years. 
uh, so much amazing work together. Deetra Giles is now, Deetra. which we love. You know, we love. love yes. So <laughs> we um, partner, collaborate on a lot of work now. Um, but it really is that commitment to excellence. Mm -hmm. Bring in an expertise that I don't bring. Okay. That's so critical. Um, and, and how that expertise is then um, executed. Also, what the lifestyle that they live, how does it support the work that we got to do together? Mm. Right. That's so very important. Not that we have to have the same lifestyle because there's people who are single. There's people who's married, right. people with children, people not children. Um, but if you want to vacation and not do what you have to do to be gone. Like you can mm. vacation, but what I do you need to do? I can't stand when people leave and their stuff is not done. And, oh my God. And there's deadlines sitting in front of everybody else and they have to pick up the pieces because you just went down to the vacation and, and said, and I don't kicked care. kicked it, right? Or you're like, well, um, I'm going to leave the office every day at five o'clock. Okay, that's fine. But when we do have things that have to get done, are you open and flexible mm. to that, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a company right now and all of their consultants are international. So their company structure is like 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mm. Okay, that's fine, but your clients are more American-based. So if I need, or we need to communicate at 6 p.m. or four, let's say, let's say 3 p.m. in the afternoon, mm -hmm. um, but you don't want to because your team is not working, then that to me is out of alignment as far as us doing business together, okay. right? Because we don't share an alignment in that area. Works for you, but it may not work for me. So I now have to find someone else that would bring that level of expertise. So it's those little things that um, can rock a relationship or make a relationship work. Mm -hmm. But then I'll tell you, one of the key things is then you, <laughs> I'm not going to cuss, but y'all going to understand what I'm going to say. <laughs> Is you got to really sit down and have a conversation on what are the things that you know will F this up mm. and put them on the table. If you like, what are them things about you that, you know, could F this up? What are those things about you? <laughs> you, yes. not other people, not the other Self person. Awareness. Yes. Amen. And, and really put those things on the table and then be able to communicate when those things come up or when other things that you didn't know mm. come up and be able to really communicate. Honestly, communicate. It's so key. I like how you said the things about you. Yes. And I want to move into to something kind of in that vein. You, I know you had a retreat on the West Coast mm -hmm. a couple months ago. I missed it because I was working. We got to get you out there. But I will be. Power my, Broker my, Academy. My plan. The next yes. time I'm be down to the Power Broker Academy. Yes. Um, with that said, fellas, I'm going to leave you out of it. This is not for you right now. You probably don't even want this because this is a <laughs> tough question. Um, but what charge in this season are you really imparting in black women mm. and why? Great question. <laughs> See, this is why she's so dope. I like that. This is why questions. she's it's so fun. dope. I love it. <laughs> See, this is why there was nothing we needed to plan before. We needed this. Yes. Um, the charge I'm giving black women right now is own your greatness. Hmm. You know, everything around us is either challenging us to be more than we want to be yeah. or minimizing the, of what all we really are, right? And so we're either trying to be more than what we have to be to compensate or we're being pressed down and saying, suppress who you are. Um, and I'm saying, don't do either one. Own your greatness. 
If you want to be a, a mom that doesn't work outside the home, be that. If you want to have four careers, four jobs, four careers, and a company on the side, <laughs> be that. Yeah. If you want to be married with two children, be that. If you don't want to be married with no children, be that. Mm -hmm. But what I don't want us to do is whatever you choose, I don't want you to down the other woman that chose something different than you. Hmm. Right? When you own your greatness, you don't have to justify your greatness by minimizing someone else's journey. Yeah. So I have a challenge where we, it's like, well, if I'm married with three children, then I, you know, I have a certain thing about women who are single with no children. I had a potential client tell me one time <laughs> who knows me, um, who literally said a woman who's married and has children but has a job or a company uh -oh, could never weird. be a good mother. And I was she like, said it to your face. We're on a call. Oh no, she crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> and was serious. And I literally, I said, you know, you, because we're friends too. So <laughs> I was like, you know, you're talking to me, right? Mm. But because it was a potential coaching opportunity, I stayed in the coaching space. Hmm. And as I listened and worked through it, but the reality of that was she had to hold on to that truth in order for her to have peace in her decision. Hmm. And her decision was to be at home. Whereas, and we didn't end up working together, but if we had worked together, what I would have empowered her to do is own in peace her decision and understand the value in her decision mm -hmm. and also understand the value in a woman who can work and have children yeah. and be an amazing mother because I'm an amazing mother and I love what I do. And so I would have helped her understand you don't have to minimize someone else's greatness yeah, yeah. to elevate your own. And so when we really own, and that's why I love coaching. That's why I love coaching. And I wish more black women did empower themselves with coaching. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, for us, for whatever reason, financial, um, you know, stretch thin, yeah. compensation, whatever, uh, we don't get as much support as we need. As I, mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that, like your therapist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because we do need more support. We need more support. So one, own our greatness, and then get the support we need. Mm. You mentioned something when you were talking about that phone call and you said because it was a, a, a coaching call, you had to stay in that space and hear something that actually you didn't like. Yeah. Low key kind of disrespectful. Um, Lachey, Lachey. Right, Lachey. <laughs> so keeping that ability that you have in mind to remain humble in, in those types of situations and the industries that you were able to maneuver and move in, how do you how do you work in a capacity where you're intertwining boldness and humility? Mm, yes. How do you do that? Yes. They're not as... Um, they're not as far apart as you would think because it does take boldness to be humble mm -hmm. and it takes humility to be bold. I say every morning, I'm confident, I'm grateful, I'm confident, I'm free, I'm bold, I'm me. <laughs> I say that every morning. I'm grateful, I'm confident, I'm free, I'm bold, I'm me. And because 
boldness is not being disrespectful. It's not being arrogant. It's not cutting people off. Mm -hmm. It's not talking over people. Mm -hmm. But we equate that to being bold. Yeah, right? sadly. Boldness is not disrespecting someone else, but we equate that to being bold. Humility. Humility is meekness under control, right? Mm -hmm. And so to be humble a lot of times is because you really value your greatness. So you don't have to throw it out there. And, you know, when you said in the very beginning in the intro that I'm so behind, you know, the great people and the success, right? The success whisperer. Um, but I'm the one that people would always say to me, I'm the one behind the one, the one that's successful. And that humility for me is I love to see other people win. I love to see other people shine. And so when you understand what boldness is, that it's not being abrasive and you understand that humility is not losing yourself. Yeah. And the true definition, humility is being able to own your value. Boldness is being able to own your value. So they're not that far apart. Hmm. Right. And so I want and I've actually the reason I said I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm confident, I'm free, I'm bold, I'm me, is because I, take, I believe it takes so much boldness to be you, just to be who you really are, because we're always trying to blend and make people feel comfortable yes, and fit yes. in. And, um, and then humility is being able to, to really see other people shine and understand that their light doesn't dim your light. It just doesn't. So I think they're closer aligned than we think they are because we have the wrong definition of both. Yeah. Who or, or can you identify a time mm -hmm. in your life specific where you can say in that season of my life, I was able to own my greatness? I'm in it right now. And to be very transparent with all that I've done, with all the success I've had, with all the accomplishments that I've had. I am just now owning my greatness. <laughs> I am just. I've done at every stage of my life, LaFace Records, having my company glue for 17 years, transitioning, doing the work that I do now with professional athletes, yeah. uh, NBA coaches, corporate executives, entrepreneurs. Um, I'm just now owning my greatness. Hmm. And the reason I'm so committed to working with younger people, young executives, young entrepreneurs, young athletes is I don't want people to get to the age I'm at to finally own their greatness. Mm. I just, I don't. And so it's now, and I'll, I'll add to that, why is it now? You know, why is it now? When you were at LaFace, when you were doing this, yeah, yeah, yeah. why didn't you own your greatness yeah. then? Um, and what I found is it's, it's the challenge so many high performers have. I was driven, but I wasn't confident. Mm, I feel like I'm in that space right now. Yeah. And I and I because I believe drive and confidence were synonymous. I didn't realize drive is what pushes us to achieve. Confidence is who we are when we get there. Mm. Right. And so I had to understand I want drive and confidence together. And so I had to really be, begin to get intentional about growing my confidence. And that's what I have found has been the greatest gap for high performers that I work with, mm. whether they're professional athletes, whether they're a corporate executive, entrepreneur. Um, TV personality, radio personality, there's always somewhere a gap in that drive and confidence. Hmm. Yeah. So are there any tactical and practical things, and it could be a few, that mm -hmm. people can do to help build their confidence? Yes. Um, one is really get intentional about monitoring your thinking. 
right? We think that ju- we believe just because we think something is right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. We believe just Bless because we think society. something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we think it's right. And so we have to first manage our mindset. And one of the first things I do with my clients is, is I put them on what I call a peace and a positive mind challenge. Mm. And that is really acknowledge your thoughts. And when those thoughts are negative, arrest them. And then arresting them, meaning taking hold of them and then replace them, you know, replace them with that positive thought. Um, Because 90 percent of our challenges is what we're thinking. Yeah. Um, So starting there and then, you know, really recognizing what I've already said. Stop saying I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Stop saying I don't don't know. I actually don't think I say that much. Now, this is what I say. Uh huh. I don't know. But let me go find the answer. Mm -hmm. I do say that. And then I go down to the Google or I call somebody I know that that I think knows it. And then I problem solve it. I don't stop there. Well, that's external. Okay. I'm talking about when this is uh, internal. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. back up off that. <laughs> I don't think that one's for me. Yeah. When that <laughs> internal, when I say, so, you know, well, what do you think your challenge is in your confidence? And people go, I don't know. Yeah. you think, Come on. What do you know? Right. And so starting removing that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, giving ourselves permission, dot, dot, dot. Right. Giving ourselves permission to get help, giving ourselves permission to, um, take some time and just personally reflect, mm-hmm. being intentional about our downtime. Uh, I'm a woman of a certain age, so I don't know if y'all can see that I'm, I'm glistening right now. You are glistening. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. We're going to get her a tissue. Yeah. Right back. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. <laughs> the hot flash, I believe, is under control. Oh, my God. I think so for the moment. <laughs> And we weren't talking about women, right? Oh, my God. That's a whole nother podcast. We need to have a whole nother conversation. It's scary to me. I'm 37. I'm nervous. Let me tell you, it is. It affects us in so many ways that we don't really understand Mm -hmm. um, that I really want to start talking to women your age. Yeah. So that you can learn about it on the front end and not at 50 realize, oh, this has been this all along. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't crazy. I wasn't. I mean, marriages, I believe this with all my heart. Marriages have ended just because we didn't know about perimenopause and Mm -hmm. menopause. Um, relationships have been severed with family members, jobs have been lost because I, Dietra and I were, um, she saw it firsthand. We were in Seattle in July and I actually get, um, a hormonal treatment for Mm -hmm. mine and I I needed, I was, it was overdue because I hadn't been able, I was about a month overdue. Mm -hmm. When I tell you I was so miserable, I was so out of sync. We went to check in the hotel and the... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We now went, you can laugh about honey, it. Honey, let me tell you, we went to check in the hotel, and the young lady said, may I have your ID? And I said, I don't work here. <laughs> and literally, my brain was like, no, she means your ID to check. But that's what came out. And it was, and, and yes, and these were just, we busted out laughing. And, but, and then just <laughs> the level mm-hmm. of mental fog, the hot flashes, the level, I mean, I was, you, it felt like there were just nets in my head, just, you're, da, 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 just, it was horrible. And she saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you really see 
how people live that way because and not know what it is. Yeah. And the moment I got my hormonal treatment, you were, you were normal. a day and a half later, I was back. You can't sleep. You have insomnia. Um, and so it really affects your, your quality of life. It really does. Yeah. I know. I would say Eve, but oh. Adam, it's your fault, right, Lord. Right, right. If you want to be technical, <laughs> you walk around mad at Eve, it's Adam's fault. Right, right. <laughs> well, th- well, thank you in this moment for giving back because I, I just learned something, and I'm sure women watching, young women or women who are a little bit older than me, will say, okay, I'm glad somebody said something. Yeah. And I'm not alone, or I no. have some more information. And you're not crazy. Mm. <laughs> you might be a little crazy. You're just crazier because you don't have your right. stuff. Right, right. That part. <laughs> I want to talk about philanthropy with you, yes. um, which is not crazy. And you're very much involved in, in the community on a lot of different levels. Um, what are you enjoying most about your philanthropic work right now? And what's, you know, what are some organizations or causes that you're very passionate about that you really would love for people to kind of at least have more awareness around? Um, I have my own scholarship um, at the University of Louisville. Um, we put kids through college that are from my hometown to go to the University of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, breast cancer has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. And there's people close to me that are either it's some form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so breast cancer is one that I've committed my time, my money. I've walked the 60 miles from Lake Lanier to Piedmont Park. Mm-hmm. Um, Silence the Shame with Shanti Das. Mm-hmm. Um, always support um, and then one that I, that just came on my radar that in 2024, I'm going to definitely commit my time to is, um, children without mothers. Hmm. Or, I think it's students without mothers or children without mothers. I think it's students without mothers, um, uh, just came on my radar. I heard about it on the radio and, um, everything in my spirit jumped, everything in my hmm. spirit jumped. Um, so in 2024, I'm going to definitely commit my time to that. Hmm. What's the next progression for the doctor, <laughs> Sherry Riley, the success whisperer? Ah, the success whisperer. I love that. Oh, my God. I love that for so many reasons. Uh, the next progression is really um, scaling my company to a place where the company grows and cont- continues the impact mm-hmm. without me. Mm. Yeah. Where we continue the impact. We continue the work. Um, but for me, the freedom to come out of the day to day and really be more about how I represent the brand as a whole. Yeah. But the day to day is managed by someone else. Uh, I had a coaching call with my coach earlier today and he asked me, you know, if we're having this call three years from now, what do you want? What do you where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And um, that was so clear for me, the freedom, because uh, I work a lot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very good at how I allocate my time, mm. but I work a lot and I just want to get to the point where the company continues to work hard and impact. Yeah. And I get to do it at a different different way. Work a lot. I know because I'm listening to you like I do, too. I do. <laughs> I just set these cameras up and the audio and all this Wait, stuff. I and just, she just told me she's going to be up to 1.30 editing. editing so I'm telling <laughs> you, know. I'm 25 people in my body. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that can say the same, yes. especially during, the, we're in very interesting times. Yes. Especially since COVID. Yes. Um, so what would be your advice as we kind of close this thing on out to somebody who may be watching who's saying, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And then some. Mm-hmm. I'm overstretched. I'm too 
two inches away from running right into a wall. Literally. I want to quit. This is not worth it. I don't know what I'm going to figure out, but this is not this is not it. Mm -hmm. What say you to lift the spirits of somebody who is on the cusp of legitimate collapse? Well, the first thing I would say is, um, are you on the cusp of legitimate collapse or are you at a place where you got to redefine your capacity? Right. And 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 are you really focusing on the most important things? Right. So I'm going to kind of break that down in two things. I'm going to start with the latter. Um, One of the first things we do at our clients is what are the three most important things? Right. All of it's important. But if I literally had you, I said to you, you have to give me the three most important. Right. Mm. Three most important. And it can't be three most important personal, three most important professional. It's the three most important. Oh, I know. I'm thinking, (laughs) what is my list? But I will tell you, when you get intentional, it won't be that hard. Hmm. The hard part is getting intentional because of the fear of, but if I don't do this, but if I don't do that. But when you really define the three most important, what that does, it allows you to separate the distractions from the opportunities. Mm. Because one of the greatest challenges we have in capacity is that we're out here working on a lot of distractions wrapped up in a pretty bow looking like opportunities. You better preach. (laughs) Come on and preach. So I would say redefining, are you really at this capacity Mm. or are you, do you need to get clear on what's most important? Do you need to identify the opportunities that are really distracting? actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing is really getting clear on your definition of success. So many of us really don't evaluate yearly yeah. our definition of success because my definition of literally, it should be a little evolution to it every year. Mm-hmm. My definition of success for 2024 is to generally do the work for my daughter to get four rides to, to school. Mm-hmm. She's going to get in. She's got the grade. She's got all of that. But I want her to get four rides. Yeah. So 2024, I need my time allocated where that's our focus. Mm-hmm. So my definition of success for 2024 is my daughter because my long-term definition of success is that freedom we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm still having to hustle for the next five years to put her through college, then yes, see yes. how it affects the long-term? Yes, but, yes. Yeah, so getting clear on what is your really your annual definition of success because i think if i ask you what it is now it's different than what it was five years ago because i'm nervous (laughs) don't put me on the spot this is not about me this is about you sherry Riley. because if i ask her you know she went like girl hold on this is um, not a coaching session (laughs) Um, i'm sweating now but you know what's so interesting just from our last lunch i could i could i won't but i could tell you your top three why don't you want to tell me? Go ahead and do it. I feel like you're, it's like a fortune teller. Well, reading I, one session. of them I, is your what you want to accomplish with your own personal brand. Correct. Right. That is true. But if we're honest, more of your time goes to everyone else's brand. <laughs> See, I told I didn't want to do it on camera. I told I didn't want to do it. I told I didn't want to do it. <laughs> what is this show? What is going on? <laughs> So if we just started there, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I thought I was working hard. <laughs> Apparently I'm not doing enough. But it literally, right? If, you, if you're honest, 
if you literally went in and shifted some of that time on you. Mm-hmm. But here's the, the trap. We got to survive, right? We got to survive. Yeah. And so there's this catch 22 in it. Yeah. Right. But the work we would do is we would really align how you survive, but how you shift more of that intention around your personal yes, brand. Yes. And the thing is, that, again, I'm my first and most important client going back to excuses. Oh, I had every excuse in the world. I got a family. I got kids. I got, mm-hmm. But literally it wasn't it was just little tweaks I had to make. It was when I made those little tweaks consistently, I, we haven't missed a mortgage payment and my personal brand has grown or whatever mm. that thing is. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's the intentionality in it that we have to take ownership of. Um, and so that's what we, we would do. We start there. Don't say my other two. Cause I don't, you're not about to do this to me <laughs> on my platform. On your own with, show. That's attached to my personal brand. <laughs> And, and I'm going to tell you, here's the thing, which and why I work with high performers like you, is because we're so capable and gifted to do so many things. And you, I can know, I know, um, it's hard to say no. It is. It's, I'm doing especially, better. Right. Especially is. when it's in your lane and in yes. your gifting. Yes. Right. Yes. And then the more we say yes, the bigger and badder and the more that's going to come to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really just being able to manage how and when we say no. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. My coach today just told me after years of. I thought narrowing it down, just tell me I got to narrow it down any, even more. I narrow down stuff. Oh, my God. I rebuked that spirit in the name of Jesus. But you it's know what? It's so hard to but do. He was, but he was right. And they, they're always right when I they know. say that. It's just like, I know. Ugh, yeah. And when And actually, by the time we got off the call, in that intentionality of narrowing narrowing it down, it just took, it took the fluff off. Mm. It made it even more succinct and clear. Right. So I'm not losing. I'm going to gain more. Yeah. But it's hard when you are what one of my clients and uh, a sore and a good friend says when you're a multi-passionate. Yeah. yeah when you're a multi-passionate, mm. it's hard to identify and focus in on yeah. one, two, three things. But it's the greatest gift we can give ourselves. <sighs> and it creates momentum. Come on, momentum. And it creates momentum. The less you focus on, the more momentum you create. I liked it. Yeah. Please take notes. Yeah. The less you, and that's a new one for me too. The less you focus on, the more momentum you create. That's my takeaway for today. I I need to make sure we write that down. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to cut the clip. I'm going to send it to you so you never forget. Yes. Yes. I think that that may be the social media. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this time and I don't want to inundate you with a bunch of people. So I want to be respectful of how people connect with you, whether it be life coaching, whether it's, hey, I want to grab one of one of Dr. Sherry Riley's books. I want to partner with her in some way. What's what's the best way for people to kind of keep tabs on you without harassing you or doing the most or coming in your inbox or trying to get a hold of you? And they really ain't talking about much of that. Okay, be intentional. But uh, (laughs) no. At Sherry, so everything is Sherry Riley. Mm-hmm. So Instagram at Sherry Riley, LinkedIn at SherryRiley.com, D-O-T-C-O-M. Website is Sherry Riley. And then also go to PowerBrokerAcademy.com. 
Uh, the powerbrokeracademy.com is for uh, corporate executives and entrepreneurs who are at that place of capacity challenges, they're in transition, or they're in a place of unfulfillment. You have everything you want and something is missing. Mm, um, and so it's an eight-week mastermind. Mm. Uh, then we're always open for one-on-one -on -one coaching, always. I love that. Yes. I just love you. Oh, it's Thank so you. mutual. Thank Can you I tell this. you how excited I am that we got this time? Me too. We've been trying to get this together. About two years. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm like, for real. It. And it took lunch <laughs> for us to finally yes. look. But this is going to be an ongoing Absolutely. Consistency. Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I, I have loved better. you from afar for so long. Oh, I adore you. Yes. I'm, I'm glad that Rashawn Ali. Yes. Um, Sister Circle Sister season Circle. one. Yes. And I was not familiar with you at the time. Yep. And she brought you in. And I said, oh, she, she dope. I like her. I, I, no, she's literally, so nice and calm. I, that's literally what you said. <laughs> literally when I finished the interview, you was like, oh, my God. I like... You, I like. I you like smart something. people. Yeah. I love. I love smart people. People that drop gems just in their everyday talk. Those are my kind of people. And you know what I really took away? You kept saying, "And you are so nice." And you, because in your industry, you come get, you come across so it's many people that walk into mm -hmm. that stage and yes. feel like the lights make them be something they're yes, not. Correct. And. Um, I just came in being me, and you yeah. were like, oh, my God. It was very refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I've encountered a lot of different types of people. Yeah. So, yes, it was very refreshing. Yeah, and, and that's what I've always prided myself on is just being me. I'm just a small-town girl from Kentucky. I'm just from Chicago, but I guess, I guess my parents did all right. They did. Because here's the thing. <laughs> on the opposite side of that, that was true of you, too. Because the other, the opposite side is true. You can come on and the producers mm -hmm. is like, you know, got to let everybody know that mm -hmm. they're bigger than mm -hmm. life. Um, and your energy. Oh, my God. So much fun. I love people. Oh, and, you, and it so comes across. It so comes across. I, that show was so special. Um, and you were a big part of that. And you, oh, oh yeah, I, I knew then. I was like, oh, that one right there. <laughs> that one, uh-huh. That's why we going we gonna to keep elevating because... There's so much more you got for the world. I already know. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Yes. I'm yes. A, I received that. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cut before I start crying. <laughs> Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole is produced, hosted, and edited by none other than yours truly, me, Sheree Nicole. To watch, listen, like, and or subscribe to this episode or previous episodes, you can go to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Peace. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.